am friends Shaheen, Wuba and Luca P here from the DGen Aussie Apes bringing another weekly session on all things crypto and NFTs. Let's go. It's the money. GMGM. How we doing? How we doing y'all? Good, good man. Good. Great to be here. Can we Man, it's so good to have you. I <laughs> oh, mean, that beat Every I was going to say, co- everyone vibes with that Just intro that, beat. You know, that head nod. I love that intro, man. But today, we're not here to talk about beats and music, oh. man. We're here to about, talk about Captain DeFi, man. Thank you so much for uh, coming on in, bro. We really appreciate it, man. And thanks for having me. I met you guys at, uh, I think it was an uh, NFT Melbourne, NFT SID event after a future art yes week yeah yeah you guys are just so cool and welcoming and um you said hey come to our studio yeah, we, we are pretty cool aren't we yeah, yeah. you're minus celebrities <laughs> everyone was pointing you guys out saying oh these are the dj and Aussie apes so that was that's how i met you guys too man well it's it's funny you know we got to always thank uh captain magic james rowdy uh, mm-hmm. Connecting uh-huh. us all together. Shout, shout out, out Rowdy. Rowdy. Shout He's getting monthly shout out. Oh, mm-hmm. weekly shout outs at this point. <laughs> I think it's becoming daily at the moment. But Good. yeah, uh, we met at the Future Art event held by Dave Good and his crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Dave Good in not too long ago, which was pretty sick. That's another podcast that I'll be dropping. But I'm finding the community, like I say always, it's nothing but love. Uh, we got introduced and you were so open instantly to. Uh, Come on, and we appreciate it, man, because uh, you're doing a lot of stuff Thank on the Australian you. scene, bro, and it's really exciting. Oz, DeFi, everything. Respect to you guys as well. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here in the studio. People will be listening to this, but you guys got to, like, if you've got something to share, there's an amazing studio out here in the west of Sydney where I grew up, right? From this the is area. From the, the area, the streets <laughs> of Sydney. You know, it's crypto and Web3 and DeFi and blockchain and all that is just bringing amazing people together. But I just love what you guys have done with this studio and hopefully people get to see the photos and all that kind of stuff. Oh, thanks, bro. It's Man, a vibe. So it is. This it's, is a whole vibe, guys. It's um, We love it and thank you so much. And for everyone listening, I mean, we've got Captain DeFi, co-founder of Not Centralized, Oz DeFi, Trades Flow Dow, TradeFi. I'm running out of words here. Oh, man. Um, There's so many. That's just just in six months, imagine. Give give me another six months and we'll see what we do. Well, man, you're building, you know. The funny thing is, I think when you walked in here, I saw little burn marks from your shoes. That's how fast (laughs) you're moving, man. You know what I mean? So... It's admirable. Um, I mean, uh, the big question is, um, how did it all start? I mean, Web 2 World, Web 3, how did did everything start? How did you get into crypto and then this? A lot of questions. I've got so many. I love it. Well, I mean, the the origins are always a fun story. And we were talking Mm. before about how you guys got into it and stuff. But for me, it was, um, you know, working in finance, uh, working in data analytics and finance and um, running a consultancy, basically. So, like, I, I worked overseas I came back and I worked at the ASX. So I'm a, a proper TradFi guy. Like I was working mm. at institutions and um, John here know, knows all about that kind of stuff. You know, he's done his thing, stint as well. And, you know, it's very corporate. We're corporate soldiers. Um, I was just a little bit longer of a corporate soldier for a while. And then I got I, out I, early. Yeah. I, I, I served <laughs> my time and then I got out. <laughs> Mate, that's it. He, you know, I was conscripted. You guys got your battle scars. That's, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, fought the wars and stuff. <laughs> and then, um, you know, it was running a data consultancy and then, a VC that we were working with uh, basically asked us, do you guys know about blockchain? We go, yeah, we know about <laughs> it. And then we just went home and Googled what is going on in play to earn gaming. And so we learned all about that. Bit and of context. The, yeah. What year was this? How long ago was this? Last year. 
Last like, year. Late last year, bro. Wow. Yeah, so very So we got John recent. John jumped in in 2017. Uh, 2017. Yeah, uh, Shaheen OG. and I... Uh, we thought we were last last year. Yeah, early last year. Yeah, I think. Man. It's is it isn't it crazy? Right? <laughs> mm. How long do you feel like you've been in the space versus how long Mul- you actually have been? Multiplied by seven. It's yeah. like dog years. I feel like <laughs> I'm eighty already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it moves so fast. DeFi, you know, yeah. hours. DeFi. Uh, kind you're afraid of to go to time. sleep some nights because you're just gonna miss out on you're so miss much. Yeah, Especially yeah. when you're DJing. I know John's looking at me when you're DJing. <laughs> you just get in the zone. Yeah. You don't want to sleep. Yeah, you guys are yeah. saying you're getting up at like three or five o'clock oh, in the morning dude. at times. You know, I, I would hate sleep because I know I'm gonna miss out on so much. But sometimes it, I just stay up till three or five. <laughs> sure. That's a good way to do it. Just just don't sleep. Just keep 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 rolling so the waves. You, so you started as trading, right? Yeah. And then you end up hearing about blockchain. You, That's it. So you already knew a bit about it. They brought us in to consult yeah. they brought us in for our data knowledge and stuff so we do end-to-end and we still do it i still do a lot of work with superannuation firms wealth management yeah. sometimes even outside of finance we help them out with their data strategy and stuff like that and we'll still do that i still have a business there but web3 and blockchain has really hooked us and when we were first doing this one job a project we said we really need to because we were doing like um we were running associations before in Web2, run a data association that we didn't start, but we helped grow it to thousands of members called the Data Science and AI Association <laughs> of Australia. Fancy name. And we're like, well, you know what? Even if it's got a fan, like, even if, um, because it's got a fancy name, people will follow it on LinkedIn. That thing gets 100 followers a week, right? So yeah, we, said we need to make something like that here in this space. There's already Blockchain Australia, corporates and industry. Let's do something here that is much more on the, uh, what do you call it, the, the grassroots level. So what we did was we made this thing called the Australian DeFi Association, which is all for the grassroots. So that was can, our thing. Can you shout out to everyone these Twitter handles? Because we know we're oh, going to get sure. people to follow. Yeah, yeah. AUS, AUS DeFi. So Oz DeFi. That's is a killer the, handle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we got lucky, right? Getting that, right? It wasn't there. So it still feels like it's early. And then from there, you know, that we got to know the community really well. And that was like the start for us, you know, community collaboration, cooperation, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's 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 what we started, you know, late last year. And that's got over a thousand followers on Twitter now. We've got 800 members in the Discord chatting about really good stuff all the way from like regulation. And some of the people might find yeah. that more boring. But you've got those people like the you've got both ends of the spectrum. You got the really serious like DGENs. You got the people that are just new to the space and they're coming from traditional finance. And it's a merging of the two. That we're, we're getting really good compliments. That it's a nice conversation that's going on in there. So please, you know, guys, go to <laughs> and come like, to the meetups. Where the are meet- the meetups held? Oh, Which location? The meetups yeah, are so at, you uh, actually, yeah, you do meetups. You have the crew. The month, yeah. yeah. Seven Bridge Street is um, in Sydney. If you're in Sydney, and in that's town. the ASX building, it's it's across the road from the ASX. So it's kind of symbolic, right? The, mm. you know, the <laughs> old world, the way of the old versus the new, yeah, right? And they're facing each other, you know. So mm. it's like the uh, DeFi facing off with TradFi, pretty much, right? And it, it's interesting. Like they're going to do this nice dance with each other and so, stuff, right? Like we're still learning how it's all going to work, but um, you know, you're seeing more corporates, like like John and I, like yeah, you're more everyone's coming in across this space. now. We're yeah. converting to the right path <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so how did you end up getting into the DeFi aspect and just before we touch on that sure. for our listeners out yeah. there we get a lot of newbies do you want to give us in in your words what DeFi is yeah. and how it fits into crypto itself and then how you 
chose to focus on DeFi? Yeah, I guess um, you know the name. Uh, it says it does what it says on the tin. The whole decentralized finance thing. Mm-hmm. So what it means is that finance in and of itself, and many other industries, they're centralized. Like you've got centralized authorities and control. You've got the government. You've got the regulatory bodies. You've even got whether it's the banks or exchanges like the ASX where I used to work. Mm-hmm. It's centralized. There's centralized power. I'm not saying centralized is bad, but it just offers a certain level of risk, right? And what we're finding out now with... So decentralized basically is able to be decentralized because you're not relying on a single group or person. Um, You are relying on these smart contracts. You're relying on code to organize and do the same kind of things like borrowing and lending and trading that we were doing in traditional finance. And so, you know, coming from a finance background, it may easy sense to you know go into decentralized finance but we've opened up to you know we'll i never knew about nfts before and it's like there's such a movement there and we'll talk about that more but metaverse and all that kind of stuff it touches on so many people it's interesting early on we were like hang on this is not an industry it's not a blockchain industry when you think about the economy you know you've got different aspects of the economy housing and um you know uh, you've got uh, people that are builders. You've got people that are electricians. You've got um, people in service industries and stuff. And all of that is the economy. And what Web3 and blockchain is doing is, you know, moving all of those on. It's touching on every single one of those. So I see it as an economy. It's a blockchain economy. So, yeah, man, like we, we chose DeFi because as well, we think that DeFi finance underpins everything whether you're into nfts or gaming or you know you don't oh i'm not into DeFi. well kind of you are you are even yeah. if you think yeah. you're not yeah are you doing something worth is there value in it it's it's DeFi. Yeah, there's right? a transaction you know that's what it all comes down to like you've got bitcoin being this DeFi 1.0 kind of thing yeah. where you're just making payments and now it's involved with smart contracts and all this complex logic into so much more you know it's just insane it. yeah absolutely so we've I mean, the thing that I found so exciting about this, and I was going through all your companies and the web pages, and yeah. and it, we'll get into yeah, all yeah. of this, right? Yeah. But the the big thing that stuck out to me, where I, I was like that aha moment with DeFi, is yeah. being able to have invoicing done through smart contracts, payment oh, through smart uh, yeah, smart contracts, yeah. and it's just you start to really grasp what DeFi is then, and some of the stuff that you guys are coming up with, being able to actually rewrite. Um, token chains or you're bringing this sort of real world security mm. and you're able to now implement that into this this web three and you're providing this same level of security and, and risk yeah. minimization to people in what was traditionally decentralized exactly. and because it's been so decentralized and we've seen collapses and everything happening it's mm. kind of weird that everyone now is yearning for some sort of centralization so it's funny isn't it's, it it's kind of you guys are fit right into this now it's a perfect timing kind of thing and you know um so we're talking here about uh you know if we take one step back actually so everything falls under a group a venture studio that we call not centralized right yes and uh, we know the not essential boys shout out to them um we didn't take the name from those guys <laughs> you know like we were doing this thing but no we, we love them too um but the venture studio works on third-party projects as well as our own and two of the projects that we work on one of those is the Oz DeFi association mm-hmm. and that's a community growth project and it runs those things every month and we do our own podcast so that's why i respect what you guys are doing here and the oh, setup, we know you. how hard it is, right? Like it's not easy to get. And it's a labor of love, right? Absolutely, it's a passion to do it regularly and yeah. consistency. I mean, we are learning from each other, and and we love it. But Trade Flows is the other project, and that is what we're calling decentralized commerce. 
So in a way, it's kind of like a PayPal or a Stripe, but for Web3. And that's what you were talking about with the NFTs. See, TradeFlow we looked into, and Mm. that's pretty cool too. You guys, uh, it's essentially almost a one-stop shop, right? And you guide people to whatever level they Mm -hmm. want. And when we're going through, we're looking at this. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they can focus on the business instead of chasing liquidity. They'll come to you guys. Um, you'll be able to take the business, fill in all the, piece, the, the pieces that the they missing need. pieces, yeah. So, so yeah. not centralised is the one-stop shop. Not centralised is yeah. that, that studio that, like, if people need marketing, hey, we've got PR people. If they need to raise capital, we've got a partner. I it's saw a, that. It's a bunch of partners, basically. Yeah. So we've got a heap you of got, services. Is it Bishop and... Bishop, Bishop and Fang, Fang. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Nick. Yeah, um, and then you've also got <laughs> Aviatrix, you've got Boost Brothers. Yeah. You've even got a full legal team. So, guys, if you're Kadena looking legal. to do something... Yeah. God, this was amazing. I was reading about yeah. this. I'm like, you guys just, and you can tell, you can tell by the way you are and spending a bit of time with you. Thank you. This is about building the community, right? That's and it. you're trying to bring people in, yeah. trying to make sure they don't get rugged, they don't get ambushed. It's it's something very different. You don't see it often in this space, which is a bit of a shame this space started out like that. There's so much opportunity though. Kind and we don't want to be the only ones. Now. We want other people to do yeah. this as well. This is more about collaboration. When it, the market is so early, and we are still not yet mainstream. Mm. It's not about competition. It's collaboration. Let's make the yeah. pie a much bigger thing than it is. Um, and, you know, we fight, eventually competition comes in and we'll fight over the pie. But right now, man, we just want to collaborate well, with being people. Being the biggest eh? in a space where no one's in it, it just doesn't yeah. matter, right? Yeah. It's like being the smartest people. person in a yeah. special ed class. It's not quite <laughs> the same thing, right? Exactly. It doesn't yeah. have the same clout. <laughs> yeah. to it and stuff, and so. I don't think too many people, especially with this bear market activity as well, I don't think too many people are fleeing the space either who are in it. So mm. kind of, I don't want to keep saying I, was, I came in 2017 or whatever, but that 2018, 2019, 2020 bear market was brutal. Because I was alone. There were no meetups to go to. There were, but they were much smaller than they were now. So coming along to these events, it's just like a kind of like a reunion. You're like, oh, mm. hey, how are you going? Oh, what are you up to? And, you know, meeting new people, everyone's so warm and inviting. And, yeah, I love the space and Respect, I love what it's become. Yeah. And it's yeah. just going to keep growing, which I'm so bullish on. I mean, with, like with everything you guys have done, mm. uh, not centralised – is it kind of like a launch pad now? Is that the way you guys see it? Yeah, in a way, yeah. in a way. I mean, even the the money and stuff that's there, as we get more tie-ins with VC, you know, some mm-hmm. places they go, we've got this much allocation of capital. Well, we will have that too. So we've got everything around that. And so if it's to launch a product that's late stage and maybe they just need PR work, so we've got yeah. that, right? Or if it's like early stage and they've just got an idea on the back of a napkin, well, mate, if you, the idea is good and people in the group want to work on it, or if, you know, pay us in tokens, pay us in fiat, pay us in a mix. If people have got the the ability to pay for these like things and stuff, or it's something that we believe in and we actually want, maybe we want to partner, you know, there are these opportunities. It's such an open market at the um, moment. Yeah. But just for our listeners out there, yeah. if, you, if you are one of these people and you do want to get in touch, I was... Uh, I told you my idea downstairs yes, and we were talking about it. Um, I just thought it was something that needs to be done. But yeah. the fact that, you're like, yep, we can do this and we can talk to this person, then we can work it out. And it's just, it's, it's amazing that... So we run a workshop. Yeah. You know, see if it works on... And, in, in and the, it's just so space. simple. You're so approachable about it. So, I mean, really to any listeners out there, you, if you have an idea, don't feel like you can't go anywhere. Definitely talk, talk to, to the guys. So. Yeah. Well, A, listen to this podcast and go back to episode <laughs> one, right? But then, make yeah, make sure you, yeah. <laughs> Man, um, so Oz DeFi is only mm. eight months old, right? It's crazy. It's pretty crazy, yeah. Dude, you, we got lucky in that, right? So we, we started that association, like I said, because following in the footsteps of let's have, it might sound corny, the name, and some people love it, but I think, it, you know, in a way, it mm. kind of is corny, Oz DeFi Association, Australian DeFi Association, but because of that name, it sounds very official, 
right? Yeah. And when it got to 200 members in February, I was like, okay, this is good. I can take the foot off the pedal a little bit and focus on some other stuff. And then we got a uh, curveball thrown to us, which is the studio, right? Yeah. So because of our TradFi roots, working at the ASX and knowing people in the space, people came up to us and said, look, we've got this studio. It used to be CNBC, the financial news channel, their studio in Sydney, right across the road from the ASX. Do you want to come use it and run events? We just want you to grow the exposure in this space. We want this to be one of the homes of um, Web3. And we're like, okay. okay. And like, you know, being a consultant and entrepreneurial, you just say yes. Yeah. You don't think, you just say yes. Yeah. And, yes, and, and I'll we, work out the details later. And that's what yeah. we've been doing. <laughs> and we're still working parts of those out. But if people have come along to our meetups and you've been to a few of them, you would have seen, you know, how much stuff we keep on improving each time. Like yeah. everyone goes, oh, that was the best meetup ever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we could still do stuff. I'm always the my own harshest critic, but yeah. I'm loving, I, I could not yeah. have expected to meet all the people that we have. Mm. I think that, you know, if you're going to launch a project, Get yourself into the community first. I don't think we could have had well, like with trade who flow. you're selling to, right? Yeah, you got to get to know what's yeah. going on in the market. Yeah, but know who the fr- who your friends are because they'll more than likely want to support you. Like, how yeah. much support have you had from community Correct. members in the Discord? This whole you know ecosystem you're building is just it's insane. Funny how much more support you get yeah. from people in the space. Don't be a loner yeah. in this yeah. space. Yeah, I was yeah. a loner. It's, it's the worst thing ever. I mean, <laughs> no, but, but you know what? Respect because, like back then, um, you know, being in the space, especially when there was like a you were heavily criticised for being yeah. crypto back in 2017. 100 percent. Yeah, Ponzi scheme, Ponzi scheme. You're gonna waste your money. You know, we, right. we walked upstairs here, guys. I don't know how John was able to walk up with a big brass set of balls that he's got. Like, must have been tough, but he did it. He was so. swinging from side yeah. to side. <laughs> yeah, but compared to like the old school forums, yeah. and it's just so much better having that physical connection as well. And oh. that's what I love about this podcast doesn't feel like work it's just like catching up with friends and when you've yeah. been through all those experiences yeah. together it's like you've been through the same kind of battles together you know talking well, about the meme coins and everything oh it's my just, gosh, yeah. there's there's a there's a catchphrase mm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna basically Mate, every, do it, do it. everything that you've just said mm. better together and i love mm. this this is basically your whole mantra your whole ethos yeah, right man. so yeah. you want to tell us what better together is because i thought this was brilliant <laughs> when i heard it right it's this corny ass kind of comment that we did like so we, we've got a podcast where um so oz DeFi has a youtube channel so yeah. look up australian DeFi association there still growing it you know we're still learning how to do stuff <laughs> in the space but the first thing we did there was a community show getting to know the community, asking them what community means to them. And then we said, you know what, there's more and more people amongst our friends group. And because not centralized is a big part of it. We said, we need to talk about the projects. I was actually going to call the the podcast only founders. I'm like, (laughs) ah, maybe that, that, yeah, that might, a greater name that is, as great a name that is. Were you going to do the podcast naked? Was that maybe, the Maybe. Like, you know, <laughs> there, there might be a couch in the background yeah. or something. Um, don't know what that means. Sorry, folks. Uh, but no, it turned into only projects because it's more inclusive, mm. right? And we were talking with, uh, he interviewed me, then I interviewed him because Chris is one of our partners. He works with Digital Village and they're doing great things in the, you know, whether it's brand strategy and, yeah. and customer experience and UX and all that, they do great things there. So they're a good friend of ours. And he is the guy behind all that audio visual, right? Like setting everything up. And I had no <laughs> idea. He's just like, no, go buy this, go buy that Roadcaster pro this or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but anyway, so we were talking about what this is all about and why what's, what's two words that you can, you know, give back. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And just off the cuff, I just said better together. 
because yeah. that's what it's felt like. It's not yeah. even something you have to think about. This is just what it feels like. It's better together than alone, I would say, is the full kind of saying there. What happened to when community? Because I remember you got the T-shirts yep. with that on the back. <laughs> <laughs> if, if When community is a big thing, but, you, you know, to Web2 folk, they don't understand. They're like, are you spelling things wrong? Or what's yeah. the WEN community? I'm like, there's no dots in there. But anyway, you know, it, it feels better to say, well, We'll have a variety of you know things, but we still, still do. still don't understand GMGN or yeah. even HODL. Like that. But it's funny that whole kind of like uh, when you go back to say GameStop, you know, not even mm. crypto, but just like people trading on GameStop and shorting the market, like the, the professional shorting the market, then getting short squeeze and stuff and yeah. being called dumb money. And, and you know, whether professionals like guys from TradFi, even if you didn't mean it derogatorily, you you were still saying calling retail money dumb money. And I think they just took it on as a badge of honor. Yeah. And let's spell things the incorrect way. It's hodl, hold on for dear life. Yeah. But it also sounds like you're spelling hold wrong. You know? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's this, <laughs> it's that kind of nature to this space. It makes it so open. You don't have to be like in finance, like you, you knew that, like there's barriers, there's high gates and, you know, yeah. walls that you have to climb up uh, mm. above or you have to know someone. It's and they not, love they it, make as it well. easy. Yeah, they make it, yeah, they make it as hard as possible because they've put themselves at the top and they want to make it as difficult as possible for the little guy to get there. Because so they don't want club. competition. They, they don't want competition. So yeah. the CEOs and the executives who are on high salaries are like, yep, you want to get through the trenches? Cool. It took me only three years. It's going to take you 10. You know yeah. what I mean? And they love it. Well, that's what they're all about. It's so, not great. Yeah. Know. Whereas in DeFi, you can just start building. Like I said, I wrote a LinkedIn post about it as well. I wanted yeah. to launch my own fund. It was going to cost me tens of thousands of dollars. Yep. You know, legal fees, compliance, accounting. Then there's a DeFi app where you can make one in 20 minutes. And it took me, <laughs> cost, me five, cost me five cents to launch it on Polygon. Amazing, man. Well, so amazing. Given, and we always like to ask this, and particularly yeah, yeah. I want to get your view with the uh, DeFi background, right? Yeah. Um, this whole idea of a bit more a decentralized finance yep. and everything, but we just went through the whole Terra Luna issue. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of seen as, as a safe haven. Everyone thought it was a safe haven. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on this and how you think it tied into DeFi and what, what you and, and your companies are doing to protect from this in the future? Yeah. I mean, like the whole kind of algorithmic stablecoin or, yeah. um, uh, you know, as, as uh, my co-founder Arturo Numbers in the Discord <laughs> likes to call it, um, uh, algor- oh, what was it, like um, stable is shitcoin? something like that but it's it kind of is interesting right because um even professionals that are economics experts and stuff were not calling out the negatives of the terra luna kind of ecosystem um and the stable coin design right he's giving you guys Mm. right contracts and you obviously understand them to this amazing degree did you see problems with terra luna did anyone there were a few red flags there were a few red flags but i think overwhelming support and majority just exactly. was in was in favor of Doquan. Everyone was loving him and retweeting yeah. him. Now he's the most hated man in crypto. But at the time, <laughs> there yeah. really wasn't any... There was one podcast I was listening to. It was like a debate between like, you know, Stablecoin versus uh, Terra Luna. And I just skipped it because I'd already listened to another one. <laughs> yeah, like that the asset-backed Stablecoin yeah. versus like actual, you know, yeah. algorithmic. Like so, none of your coders saw anything? No, uh, one not, not really. No. I mean, like you see some, like, as John said, like mm. little red flags and stuff. But, it, oh, that's only going to, if it, you know, it's only going to be bad if. Mm. And that if you didn't think it was going to be that bad. But then if you take one big step back, the the kind of guaranteed, hey, 20% returns. You well, don't, centralized. 
Yeah, and and yeah. and you don't get that kind of like rate of something that is supposed to be a safe haven asset in the real world in traditional finance. That kind of yield, if that's you're getting five percent from a bank, you're like, yeah, I mean that's a whole lock it in. I mean that's that's yeah. the equivalent. Someone did that post the other day where it's like you know you were getting these kind of yields on bonds in uh, say like um, Afghanistan and Ukraine and like these countries where problems were kind of happening and stuff. And you know that's the equivalent of what you, you're talking about here, like that. That's an eye-opening kind of thing. Yeah. So, but it's really conservative in the world of crypto. Like, I think BitConnect, yes, yeah. which collapsed in 2018, so that was only four billion dollars at the time. Cloud had actually mentioned it on his podcast too. But uh, that was promising 110 percent. And when oh you've got gosh. coins going up, oh that was 110 percent annually. When you've got coins going up 100 percent overnight, 100 percent annually actually seems really conservative. So this 18 percent was a little bit higher than what the other Arv and Compound and a lot of these other lending platforms were offering. But with inflation at yeah. record numbers and all these other DeFi yields, it really wasn't that unbelievable. It actually mm. became quite conservative. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's it's like I'm um, going, oh, honey, I lost a thousand dollars last night on the pokies, and you're like, what? You lost a thousand dollars? Oh, no, no, I only lost a hundred. Oh, okay. You know, it's all it's all relative. <laughs> it makes it seem safer, kind of thing. Yeah. So because of what you know was going on in the rest of the market, it seemed like, oh, okay, this is fine. But then what people are realizing now is just how much contagion risk there were. Other people using those assets and then lending those assets out and you know the chain mm. the trail of destruction is long yeah and it's yeah. still and going it's, on it's now flowing on we're still yeah. finding out more yeah so then moving forward mm-hmm. what what securities or what safeguards yeah. do you think that now coming from DeFi mm-hmm. and particularly mm-hmm. what you guys do you can start to implement or safeguard protect yeah. people give them that bit more of that security blanket sort of feel because we're going back yeah. to the fact that you guys can alter and write into these contracts and for yep. those who don't we'll know about, yeah. they can talk about invoicing right um so you can do contracts with invoicing with certain parameters built in so parts of this contract has to be fulfilled for this invoice to be yep. paid vice yep. versa so they're programmable you're, we'll, yeah, yeah you're putting in real life securities now into a crypto world so it's it's funny right like yeah, there, there's all these smart insane. contracts it's in crazy. this space you know it's all about hey you know there's algos and code and stuff and yet what we were seeing yes you've got the erc20 contract mm-hmm. and then the erc721 which is a uh, non-fungible you know it's the, yeah. the same as the nft right like that's what it's all built on these are the the smart contract numbers that are underneath it and there's um you know, the, the space evolves, you'll have more innovation. We've got soul-bound tokens and non-transferable NFTs and stuff like that. So the thing that we, we saw was that despite the space being all about code and, you know, uh, having these things that are automated, and we love that because that's the space we come from in data yeah. and technology. So it was a no-brainer, like we speak the same language there. Um, but what was interesting was that you could still have, uh, in a, you could still have in this space the gaps in the market where you just have to trust a person and it's not based on code. You would imagine that you start working for a DAO and then, you you know, they say, hey, we're going to raise money in three months' time and you put in all this work saying GM all the time, running the community and yeah. all that and you just have to trust that you are going to get rewarded when the tokens come in. And there's what no we, more trust there's, right now, there's no, right? This yeah, is gone from the market, absolutely. right? Yeah. And so how do you incentivize that? Well, you know, uh, what we do now is because we have rewritten, with Tradeflow's platform, the protocol there, we have rewritten the ERC721 contract in order so that it can actually take a balance, um, which NFTs cannot at this stage, but you, we now can. And, you know, we'll talk more about that. But the other part is that um, with that, we can also do other programming things to those NFTs and think of NFTs as these programmable invoices. We can put in rules just like what you said there where mm. the certain things have to be fulfilled. The, the basic premise of the contract is 
um, the transparency, right? So imagine if you're doing work in the space and as a builder or like uh, someone who's doing consulting, as you're doing work, you can see that the other side has the money in that mm. wallet and you could have it streamed. So mm. we're talking about streaming payments and stuff before. You could either have it streamed or you could have it um, paid to you in bullet payments at certain parts of the month. But the key is that you see that the other side has the money because if they start pulling money out of that wallet, you can go, hey, hold up, let's have a conversation. Do you want me to continue this work or not? Transparency is the biggest thing here. And that's something that's so lacking. Like people think just because you've got a smart contract doesn't mean that someone doesn't have the keys and can rug the money. Yeah. And that's happened so many times. Whether no transparency. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Whether yeah, it's exactly. a centralized platform, like we've shifted from these centralized systems to these DeFi systems and people doing the exact same thing, running off with the money, well, you know, updating code, the issuing new tokens and just thing. doing crazy stuff. And yeah, you said exactly. it, right? You said trades flow down. The goal is to deliver the transparency and liquidity to supply chains globally. Uh, globally. And it's so, Web 2 and Web 3 So we're talking about chains. this can be implemented into everything. Pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, which, so, I mean, we, we had Web3 examples just there. Yeah. And another one is like, imagine, um, so, you know, it's talking about DAOs and stuff, but imagine because this is NFTs, right, in a metaverse or a game, right, that you could actually have these uh, assets where you can actually program more stuff into those assets. So because, you know, so, uh, a certain asset that you've got or your, your player card that you maybe take with you across different games you can earn these things um, in the game that are tied. You know, you could earn tokens that are then um, sent to your uh, NFT, right? You, our mm -hmm. new version of this NFT. And you can have these new types of uh, economies that are built on top of that. But then going back into the real world, construction. We saw 16 companies collapse, collapse in the last yeah. six months because of supply chain issues and not understanding like the liquidity risk that they have. If you're a builder, a subby, a subcontractor, and you knew that up the chain, maybe two or three levels above you, that there was going to be some pressure in not being able to get paid and knowing that downstream that's going to affect you. Mm. Are you going to go out then and then buy all this equipment and do this work? No, you're going to pause. You're going to hold off from putting yourself at further risk. And there was just so much non-transparent trust in the real world. And we've seen it come over into Web3, but the good thing is we're early. Yes, there's mistakes and things that have happened, but it's not good enough anymore. So we need to have you're transparency. You're kind of now using Web2 yeah. as you've seen everything that's happened now. Yeah. We're like, okay, we don't want this shit to mm. come across into Web3. Clean, clean start, clean yeah. slate. Yeah. So you're seeing all these problems and you've yeah. been able to isolate them and stop them before they go into Web3. The thing is people like complain. They go, oh, you know, you're still having the same mistakes. It's like, but what industry, even the internet, what was ever perfect when it first started yeah. out? Cars weren't I mean, even there's that always going to be fart and haters. Of like, course, just, yeah. So then are you, are you big on GameFi? Uh, we, we How are, does this yeah. fit in for you guys? So um, our first play into the space was to be the uh, analytics um, and economy kind of designs for a gaming guild. And my business partner, Arturo, is uh, doing that at the moment for a gaming guild. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, gaming is, is a massive thing. It's, it is a, a, a strong entry point. Like we've got some of the you know, Alluvium is being built here, Immutable and all the awesome things. We're building on the same technology that Immutable is building on. We've got yeah. a grant from StarkNet. Shout out to those. Sorry, Starkware. They, Starkware, you're building on yeah. Starkware yeah. Limited, right? And their and their um their uh contract a uh, smart contract language is called StarkNet. And there's a few meetups that have been happening. We're talking with the guys out of Israel. Very. Can clever I just fellas. ask why is that hashtag Cairo? 
Oh, we saw that. It's yeah. it is the language that they use. So Cairo is a language, just uh-huh. like you have solidity, just like yeah. you have mm. rust. It's Cairo there. So, so maybe an Egyptian theme or something. <laughs> oh, he's gonna go catch up <laughs> with the boys. You maybe, know? man. Like we should all go for a visit there. But um, Yuri and Louis and all those guys there, they're doing some amazing things. And the mm. folks here, and like like I said, Immutable's using it. And there's such a strong kind of community over there mm. um, that are doing stuff with Cairo, this language, and solid, uh, and sorry, and, and Starknet. So a uh, as well and DYDX was but now they've moved on to something else but anyway the point is it's a layer two that for us is all about security and speed of transactions and and not having crazy kind of gas fees because if you're going to do stuff in the real world you can't some of the transactions we're doing, you can't have people like one day paying this much for gas and the next day paying a lower amount. Well, that's why they've all gone to side chains. Yeah. You know what I mean? And L2s yeah. are becoming that possibility, but it's going to be the even L3s, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. further into the future you can look and just understand that these systems, these games need to be able to handle thousands of transactions per second in order to kind of operate efficiently. Absolutely. And, and the key thing for us, guys, is that um, the way we kind of see this, you know, this is the, the initial thing that we've um, done. It's only just uh, the last two weeks or whatever that we've actually launched publicly and, and allowed people to have a look at the smart contracts that we've got look at the git book and the documents and you know What's give the us feedback some feedback you're getting it's been great people have yeah. been like hey you've got some spelling errors i'm like damn it like we had four <laughs> adults look at this and they still didn't pick this up i was up late last night going through it again but this space is so collaborative so people don't see it as like even if they point out flaws and stuff like that it feels like a collaboration thing it feels like it's help right rather than trying to tear it down and the feedback yeah. has been very good so far we've got people coming to us with like Hey, what about, and just like as we were talking before, what about this as an idea? If you can program NFTs and payments, like what about if we did this and put these rules? And this is exactly what we want to do. So hopefully we'll talk about that. But where we see it right now is that what we've had, just like the Verge and the Merge and and, and all the Ethereum stuff, we've got our own kind of naming thing. So this is the inception for us. The inception was the ideas and putting things out there. And the other thing we haven't spoken about is we've got a collaboration layer where you rate each other in transactions. So you can build up this on-chain verifiable trustless way of going well what is your kind of trust score right so we've got this inception this next level which is all about the ideas and talking with people and you know we've got the construction gig economies small business type stuff we're looking at as well as web3 and how do we help DAOs and treasury management Um, but all of this these ideas that people are coming up to us with we're calling that the abstraction how do we actually abstract value and, and help grow? People like might that. use our smart contracts as DAOs yeah. themselves. We'll help them or they want to work with us or they just want to use what we provide. And then the last thing is going to be the application when all of these things are starting to be built. So, so we're is, in the stage now where people come talk. This is the better together again. Right? This is it, better <laughs> together. Corny as hell. But, you know, Man, it's, no, it's, it's I like it. I like it. The more I say it, the more I like it. Um, so... What the other thing I, yeah. I kind of wanted to ask you about, right? And you've touched on this a little bit. And yeah. as we've been talking in the podcast, we've mainly been focusing on um, crypto and the finances mm-hmm. and the smart contracts. What are you doing with NFTs coming up? What's on the horizon with that? What we want to see is like with NFTs that um, people see them as more than PFPs, and PFPs are great. Like I see the value in. You know, some people go, oh, why would you get that? Like, why is someone going to pay that much for it? I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's a cool looking picture. I want to use that across different spaces. I bought my first NFT was um, Dead Diamond Society. I got in on them. Yeah. I like the skulls. We're going to get to party with Shaquille O'Neal at the end of August um, if yeah. all goes well, right? Like there's these perks. But 
I get that art side of things. We've done an indigenous art kind of thing with uh, Provi, um, a girl named Alicia Geary. She's out in Texas now, but yep. shout out to her indigenous artwork stuff. But I love all of that kind of stuff. But it, when people get angry at NFTs and they're like, oh, I, I hate this kind of it's stuff. because they don't it? understand it. It's they, like the whole crypto thing all over yeah. again. Well, if you could say that crypto is decentralized, mm. what would you say NFTs are? Because there's they're, they're way worse. It's, it's just... Yeah, so it's a every man for himself, free for all, cannibalistic yeah. animal tribe sort of. It's thing. the wild west all over again. That's yeah. what I love about it. <laughs> it's just absolutely in, in a way. Is, I find it funny that people get angry at them, and it's like the these are. It's like getting angry at a PDF. <laughs> it's just the medium of communication, yeah. right? Like it's the this is just an application that you can use to fill in with something. You can point it to these NBA top shots or to these Kongs or like whatever else it is, and add other value to it. What I kind of see NFTs as is this undervalued way of actually um, these tickets to, and I was, we used to talk about this, we don't say it as much anymore, but I see it as like the tickets of the digital future, right? Mm-hmm. And why are they tickets? Well, because they're going to be able to unlock a whole lot of different value, whether it's like entry to certain events mm. or um, it's like we trying to do like we're trying to do these uh nfts that can hold a balance so that means that they can be invoices Mm. they can be these invoices with images on them they can be these invoices that um people then use and in a new way imagine like um what do you call it like invoice financing Mm. but with much more transparency like you would be able to understand whether or not someone is at risk or not far better on the blockchain with these types of nfts that we're building so we see nfts as far more powerful than people think about them right now um but this is it's good in a way that we are going through a winter right DeFi crypto kind of winter best time to build it's the best time to build people are not paying attention the people that are paying attention are the ones that want to find value they're not the ones that matter yeah Yeah. exactly and there's so much noise in a bull market too like even the amount of new projects launching i'm sure you've seen it firsthand as well Uber, new meme coins new nft collections uh, there's just so much it's every so much day, easier to focus week. yeah honestly but there's so many less projects to focus on now in the bear market because all the, all the shit d- ones have gone all the shit ones have gone all the yeah. dumb money has left too so it really if you yeah. find someone building in the bottom of you know a crypto bear market probably building something good someone, to be put it, someone put it really good the other day i think it's kyle walker out at um upside dow this like kind of web3 space down in melbourne and he was saying that in a bull market People go problem solution. So any problem, any solution, right? But in a bear market, it's more product to market fit. Yeah. And it really is true because people are actually, well, you can't just make money off anything. You actually have to find a problem that people are going to pay good money for. And hopefully with what we're doing with these like protocols and smart contracts, people are going to see that it's going to make their life more efficient, less risky, and they'll pay for it. And the transaction fees we collect from that, I mean, that's a good tokenomic model. That's not something where you're going to go, Oh, is that a Ponzionomics thing? No, we are actually providing real world value. And I love hard coding that in as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just crazy to think that if you create an app, like on the App Store, for example, you have to go through Apple centralized platform. Yep. You have to pay your subscription fee. You know, they ultimately have, you know, control over your SEO, who uses it, all that kind of stuff. If you create a DAP, then you can just deploy that and then it ticks away 24-7. Anyone can interact with it. Yeah. The users pay you fees. You can build in the royalties or the commissions or whatever you want to do, whether it's a DeFi app or an NFT marketplace. It's just so crazy that that's the possibility now where you can build something and these apps can work for hundreds, if not thousands of years, That's 24-7. Like it's so crazy to think that, yeah, gas fees might be expensive, mm-hmm. but that deploying that app is there permanently. People ask like what, you know, one of the questions we ask on projects as well, because like we'll rate other projects and it's a question you should ask yourself if you're yeah. building, why am I doing it on the blockchain? 
And what you just said there, that is really key because if you build it off blockchain, yeah, it might work. Maybe it's a database type thing that you can do, but is it an idea or something of value that needs to live there forever that doesn't have the centralized risk of you then one day deciding to walk away from the project and by putting it on the blockchain, it just lives there. So that that's a really massive key. Well, one of the things you guys touched on before yeah. is <coughs> building in a bear market downturn. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know what your thoughts were on um, DEXs and DC loaning protocols in the current bear market or any sort of liquidations where you, where you guys see this. Um, where there's like risk of liquidations mm. or stuff or like... Yeah, yeah. So how decentralized yeah. loaning protocols would happen in this bear market and current DEXs? Yeah, I guess, um, you know, what people are starting to realize more with any kind of uh, lending, borrowing kind of protocol, whether it is a DEX or something else, mm-hmm. um, they're realizing more and more that you've got to look at the T's and C's. You've got to understand whether or not um, they could, like Solend, for example, sitting on the Solana chain, hey, they're going to try to vote now to take control of a whale's wallet. Right? That was the first vote on the chain as well, which is pretty interesting as well. Oh, really? Why, why, why are they voting to take control of a so whale's wallet? So basically what happens is, and this is to the best of my knowledge, I'm not really too active on Solana, to be honest. Um, effectively, a whale, a huge whale, which could possibly even be SBF, uh, is going to get liquidated if yeah. Solana reaches a certain price. So the community basically banded together and said, hey, can we basically, we don't want this whale to get liquidated because it's going to cause massive sell pressure on the Solana token, basically. So can we basically offload some of the risk associated with this loan? And that's the first on-chain governance that they've done for this particular protocol. But the people are basically realizing, hey, this Solana whale can spell doom for everyone, so we need to take charge. And I think they ended up reversing the decision. I think they voted first to basically liquidate part of this whale's holdings in order to lower the price so how could they liquidate his holdings if it's in his wallet it's pretty no because it, it's locked <coughs> up in the in the treasury like it's, it's oh, his okay, but yeah. like he's he yeah. you know he's put it up and it's it's part of their was TPL. it the sole usdc okay. pair was that what it was i can't remember if it was exactly that but yeah. it was in a way that you know it's not sitting in his wallet and they mm. can control it but the fact that you know you you put your trust in these places and they're all fine everything's good when it's a bull market but as soon as the tide turns mm. you kind of you know they say you see who's swimming naked but it's also you see the bad behavior yeah. from people and um that if that was to go through the doom that that could spell for all of DeFi, I mean, it would make it so that, because a lot of other chains, would, uh, not just chains, sorry, DEXs and borrowers and lenders and all that, like they would go out and actively say, hey, we do not do that because that's such a dangerous precedent. Mm. You know, it's like in the legal, like in the real world, like setting a precedent, like if, you, if the judge has this as the decision, all of the other laws and stuff that could be changed on the back of that one decision as a precedent. Yeah, it becomes that, a, yeah. It was massive, right? It becomes so, case law and they have to follow and refer and to it. Yeah. It was and massive, but yeah. it was just another week in DeFi. You it's know what I mean? There's just, there's just crazy stuff that's happening. It's just happening. a casual Friday afternoon. Yeah. This, yeah, whole, yeah. this whole Terra Luna and Anchor Protocol thing, I know people who took their money out of Anchor Protocol and put it in Celsius because they oh wanted a centralised platform in order to get those returns. Meanwhile, yes, Celsius you can deposit on-chain, but behind the scenes, what are they doing with your money? They'll, you know... They were probably putting some of that money in Anchor Protocol too. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So that's why you're seeing this You cascade. took your money out of there, give it to them, and they put it straight back in. Yeah, that's why exactly. we believe mm. in, you know, stuff like this that is happening and people are starting to look into it more. And, like, whoever read the T's and C's before, there was, like, a good Twitter thread that was showing, like, here's all the other protocols that could do, like, what um, Solend was going to do. So just be careful and stuff. Mm. But the cool thing is, is that traditionally, when you have things like the GFC in traditional finance – 
you would not have any kind of vision of that. You have no view of what's going on. But even though, you know, there's shit things that happen, you get to see, oh, so-and-so. Remember um, Pixelmon? And the guys have, like, rugged that a little bit. Well, you could see what they were actually spending their money on. Where do you get to see that? You don't have that in traditional finance. You you can see the sushi. So SushiSwap, the DAO, they basically kicked out one of the original founders of the project, one of the early early developers and then they were racking up like $10,000 bills at like restaurants in New York. So a lot of that stuff came out in the community and just very, you know, that was meant to be the community led. You had Uniswap, which is more your VC backed, you know, has done everything by the books and, you know, there's arguably, you know, with, you know, Uniswap grants and some of the suspicious money things that they were doing there as well. Probably have to cover that in another podcast. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Then you had SushiSwap, which was the community led. It was a vampire fork of Uniswap. So they basically said, Hey, don't use Uniswap, come over to SushiSwap, we'll give you better returns. And that was a chance to be community-led instead of, you know, being this kind of VC-backed Silicon Valley, all these tech connections. And then SushiSwap just ended up being very corrupt and lots of drama with the founders. And, yeah, it's just been plagued with issues. And Uniswap's just remained the number one dex while SushiSwap has, you know, kind of faded into obscurity. I don't even know if it's in the top 100 now. I think everything's taken a hit, so yeah, might be out of there. <laughs> but, um, you, but, you know, it's a great experimentation that is going on right now. Mm-hmm. And the more and more smart people that are coming over to here, I think it's even speeding up how fast we get to these learn. Because yeah. we need to build these things and try out things and do it in a way that is visible because, like, open source software, the, the reason why it's so great is that, you get to learn off the backs of other giants, you know, what they're building and making mistakes on. And in this space, that happens, as we've said, it's at light speed, right? 100%. And the best thing is as well, you've got the players. So you've got Arv, you've got Compound, you've got a lot of these lending protocols, which have been in the game. I think Arv used to be called ETHLEND back in 2017. Yep. You've got Synthetics. You've got a lot of these core DeFi players who are still doing really well, despite the bear market conditions, because they've been in it for so long. They've formed these communities where everyone is going out and building these insane... In insanely innovative projects and they're still doing fine so yes they might have you know bumps in the road every every so yeah. often i think kane warwick actually says oh if you have if you're building something and it hasn't been called a scam yet keep building like it's yeah. natural in crypto <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to criticize you exactly it has to be otherwise you're not doing something right it's like that eight old eight old adage if you haven't been but. sued once in your life you haven't done enough things right <laughs> you haven't shouted out you haven't shouted <laughs> you haven't hard enough right? <laughs> so what are your thoughts on DeFi and other chains? Yeah. Do you think it'll work? When do we plan on seeing it? What would be the most suitable chain you think coming L2s. out? <coughs> yeah. <So>. yeah. <laughs> well, we're building, we're building on L2s and stuff because, you know, we need the security and we need the, the low, lower gas fees and stuff like that yeah. um, to make it. Because our concern was like, if you don't have that, the volatility in gas fees is not going to be suitable for everyday real world transactions and to get this mainstream. You know what I think is that, People won't even realize that it's blockchain tech underpinning it. Yeah. They'll have a Web 2 experience where they have single sign-on to whatever <laughs> app it is, right? It's and, just or username, NFT, password, username that's password, and save it on save, your browser yep. because that's smart, right? Yeah, so they'll yeah. have something that they're used to, but <laughs> yeah. the efficiency that they gain from using the app, whether it's like for builders to be able to see the transparency. People aren't even going to know that they're They're not going to know it. And this goes that's back to what beauty. you said right at the very start of the podcast. People are like, I don't know what DeFi is. I'm not involved in it. And it's like, no, you are. You just don't know that you're using yeah. it. Right? It's like, oh, I'm not into finance or I'm not in the super. What you make payments about? all the time. You send yeah. money to your friends, you know, like you yeah. are in finance, you know. Have you done an EFT transfer? You're in finance. Yeah. Right? So exactly, exactly. So people, uh, you know, the, seeing um, L2s come out, but also mm-hmm. seeing uh, whether it's these 
other kinds of side chains or different kinds of layer ones that are out there that you know ethereum is one of the main ones that we we do look at and we see value in yeah. it even though it is expensive i mean just the sheer amount of force behind it of people building and the knowledge around solidity and that's why like even other chains they will still build so that you can compile your code in from ethereum sorry from solidity into their kind of chain yeah we or it's just evm compatible EVM you know? compatible, i think yeah. i think cardano as well spent years you know with its new consensus model you know and once you have that zero x familiar address format and the way it works that's when everyone comes in mm. binance smart chain just yeah. basically forked ETH, changed you know a few of the minor details but yeah. like i said avalanche polygon is a side chain you've just got all these chains which have just copy and pasted eth basically in order to replicate its success and it worked during the bull market but now you've got eth which is actually innovating and working on l2 and these other chains haven't really caught up just yet. You know, their so, best yeah. value proposition was cheap fees, and now everything's cheap. So, so what? I- what is your favorite chain? What's the one that excites you the most moving oh, forward? Starknet, Starknet, yeah. and or Starkware is the company. It's like the labs behind it. Like so, trade flows, the stuff that we're building. You know, and I hope for, you know as a recap, like for, for people that are going, well, what are they talking about? All these things. Not centralized is the venture studio where all this sits under. OzDefi is one of the projects, and I wear that hat and the t-shirt a lot. But um, trade flows for us, our favorite is like we are Ethereum based, but we are building on Starkware technology because you know for us that type of zero knowledge proof and type of roll up that's that's the way that we see the future being. Mm. If you want to get things mainstream, it might change in future, but we you know they are the leaders in this space, and there's a good reason why you're mutable. You know, that mm. big unicorn of a company <laughs> has decided yeah. to build on them because it, it's very telling what it is that they're able to do. Very smart fellas. So. And guys, if you're listening to this, you want to find out more about Immutable, go back to our podcast with Clement. Um, if you want to find out more about what we were just talking about, all mm-hmm. these different companies that you're yeah. involved in, go on to the Twitter or go on to, to your Twitter yep. and then go through all the links that you have and you've got Linktree and just yeah. read through all these different companies that they're talking about. These guys are insane. The stuff they're coming up with is ridiculous. It's hard to sleep, man. It's, it's like, it's I, I don't know sleep. how you do it, right? <laughs> yeah, how, um, how do you do it actually? Because you've got so many different ventures, so many different... And then I, the, the meetups, the DAOs, the crews, all the, the, what, Discord, the group, chats, the group all the, chats too. Like it's oh, just so... I can't yeah. be across Discord and Twitter and like... It's just insane. We've been very lucky to find people that have um, been similar in us to the, to the line of thinking about being very collaborative and open in yeah. community, but they've also come from similar backgrounds. And so they're keen on growing. They see, So the people that we want in OzDefi are the folks, like anyone can go in, but especially the ones that are helping are the ones that realize that, hey, if I put stuff out there and I give of myself, I will get more back. Not just like karma. No, you yeah. actually get stuff back. Isn't it crazy how that works? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they come in and you end up, so a lot of people come at once and then the people who want to stay will filter out and they're yep. the ones that stay yep. and prove their worth. And the ones who say, oh, no, nah, I stuffed this. It's too hard. Or I don't know. These guys, no, nah, no, nah, I don't I'm not vibing. They eventually leave and you get left with this really good core group yeah. of people. And maybe they come back. Some of those ones come back mm. later, but they've got to play catch up a little bit because, yeah. it, you know, it's... Um, the, the space has kind of moved on. But, you know, it's always open. It's always, like, there for people to come and, and build with us and stuff. But, yeah, people want to learn more, obviously. Like, so, I mean, we, we've been very lucky to get great names, right? So defi.org.au is the website for the Oz DeFi Association. It wasn't taken up. Um, Not Centralized is our venture studio. That wasn't taken up. Notcentralized.com. And we spell it with an S because we're Aussie. You know, no, there's the Z. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the Z. We've got both domains, but I mean S, yeah. like we're out of here for now. So, um, but yeah, trade flows as well. That was just, um, a, you know, 
drinking and then thinking like, what are we going to call this commerce thing <laughs> and whatever. So yeah, I mean, people can follow it, all of that there. Uh, it's hard managing all of those different socials. And so it's good to have a bit of a team behind it. it sounds now. like you've got a great team behind you. Oh, we're very lucky. And you know, it's still early. So who knows where we're going to get to, but we just know that whatever we, wherever we are going, we're all going to do it together. So. Well, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, right? And and yeah. this is on everyone's minds. It's always there. We have been talking about an ETH merge for the last two odd years. Ooh, yeah. So ETH merge, how does this then, how will this play into uh, DeFi, obviously, mm-hmm. and what you guys are doing and how you're going to cope with the merge? What's the plan there? Um, well, we're going to just uh, watch with uh, bated breath, but yeah. we'll continue doing our thing. If the merge does come earlier or on time or even later, that's it's going to be fine. I just think that um, you just got to be ready and adaptable to whatever project that you're doing. Don't make it so that uh, if I was to give any advice to people, it's mm-hmm. just be ready to be adaptable if you, know, you do need to kind of change because Ethereum, as much as it's got its pros and you know, cons that a lot of other chains point out, mm-hmm. it is the biggest one for a reason. Right, so I would never discount it. I just think that you know people just need to kind of be aware of it, and don't worry about the delays. Like, what good IT project doesn't have delays? Oh, I'd rather they delay it than yeah. release. Now, now everyone's at the point when it happens, it happens, right? And all you can do is just try and best prepare yourself for that. But as we said yeah. the whole way through this podcast, this is the time. At least it's in Absolutely. a down market. Everyone's who's in the market is meant to be here. Everyone who isn't has left all the dumb money, all the people leaving. So this is probably the best time for all this sort of stuff, right? Spot on, man. Spot on. Like that that's the truth right there. So I want all our listeners to understand really why you're so bullish on DeFi, all these institutions now moving in. Mm-hmm. You're starting to – it's almost legitimizing it because yeah. I don't want to say the real businesses because I don't like that. They're, these are already real businesses, isn't mm-hmm. it? But you're getting more traditional businesses coming on board with new forms of uh, analysis happening and mm-hmm. then these collaborations of the, these DAOs. So uh, what was so exciting about this DeFi Yeah, what did you? TradFi do to you? Where did it hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> Show me on the dollar where it uh, yeah, touched me. Um, no, basically, uh, we even without blockchain tech, I'm lucky in that I worked in data analytics and data science and technology. And in that space, you're always looking for efficiencies in how um, data flows across uh, a company. And so looking at those things, whether you call it like an entrepreneurial hat or a consultant kind of hat that you wear, um, always looking at that kind of thing, it fits in well with this blockchain tech space because basically you are looking out for the inefficiencies in the market the stuff that we're solving for is all about inefficiencies why is it inefficient well and why is it problematic because you know people can not that they have to trust implicitly that so-and-so is going to pay them at the end of a 30-day cycle when they've sent their invoice across you just have to trust well we've got an opportunity right we keep throwing this word out there well here's you know they say don't trust verify well here's a way to verify (laughs) well now there's trustless which is like (laughs) something people can't really comprehend either so it's like wait do you trust it or do you not trust it you know what i mean it's like if they they put a space between there it means the opposite thing like trustless is supposed to mean you don't you know it's you just you you don't have to worry like it is just their code is law but then trust space less Mm. so i'm supposed to trust less run yeah but so the thing is is that i with the stuff that we're doing and what we'll see from many others, it'll just be in the smart contracts. The smart contracts will control it. People will be able to see it. They'll be able to see far more about a transaction that they get into and understand whether or not they should continue doing the work on their side or 
you know, imagine like with the ratings layer that we've got, when you're bringing in consultants, you can see what their behaviour has been like in the past. Are they good people to kind of deal with? Like I see the space changing, DeFi changing, and like hopefully people build and abstract and do far more with what we're starting off with right now. Hopefully in a year's time, there's so much more clever people in the space that we're hopefully building um, that we'll be like, oh my gosh, that's like the idea that we were talking about before that hopefully we'll get to expand on. Um, We want more people like that. We want to see success from that. It's just that we got in here and we're like, hang on a second, there's a few things missing that are going to be needed. There are so many gaps that it seems like you've just just spotted and filled. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. more than being kind. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so hopefully we see those gaps kind of filled more um, and the evolution of the space. And the key thing for, for me, you know, living here in Australia is that Aussies punch well above their weight and we have really done well to put ourselves on the map. And I think yeah. we've got even more of a chance during this winter period. It's our time to shine, right? That's it. Everyone's yeah. calling it a build market. That's what we're, I'm always hearing. We're, we're only known for the bloody Crocodile Dundee, Steve yeah. Irwin. <laughs> Nothing against Steve Irwin and Vegemite. So yeah. it's about time people knew we do, we give more to the world than but that. But we are killing it in we are killing it in the crypto yeah. NFT and DeFi Definitely. space. You've got synthetics, yep. you've got Maple Finance, immutable. you've got... Well, you've you got Immutable, you've got Illuvium, you've got all these Aussies that are... You've got Lazy Lions, it. you know, you've got some <laughs> NFT collections out there. No, that's still pretty impressive, you know. Like yeah, it's exactly. uh, might not be the board A blue chip, but, you know, you've still got Aussies innovating. You've got well, Dead Diamond Society. I'm looking okay, forward to that too. Okay, there's Lowly Lyricist. Lowly, yeah, Lowly's yeah, 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 doing great things out yeah. of the Gold Joan, Joan Westenberg Joan is killing it too. Yeah. Like a lot of people who spoke at NFT Sid, but also, you know, just in the environment at the upcoming Web3 conference. I think we should give a shout out there. Both Mark and I are going yeah, to be speakers. Yeah. So <laughs> shameless plug there. If this episode's out by then, we'll see what happens. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the Web3 Summit. So just for people like either it has passed or you will see it coming up on July, uh, what is that, 19th? It's a Tuesday at 5.30. Yeah, at July Fish, 19th. Fish burners. Yeah, so oh, Sydney Web3 Summit. Check that out. Another thing we like to sort of give our listeners is, is a bit of an insight as to where you go to get your information or oh when you were gosh. starting out, who yeah. you were following, who influenced you. Wow. To any of our listeners wanting to get into uh, learning about blockchain, DeFi, GameFi, and then other people who just really made it easy for you to understand yeah. and grasp. Because a lot of people yep. will be listening to this thinking, oh my God, these guys have gone so deep and there's <laughs> so much stuff and How do I, I do only just learn crypto and now there's this. Yeah. yeah. And we want to make it really easy for everyone because guys, it... Once you spend a bit of time and you, you're more than welcome to contact either of these boys, we'll get all their details at the end, their Twitter handles. They're yep. really, really approachable. This is how you learn. But how do you, particularly both of you, who'd you learn from the start? Yeah. And don't, don't learn the hard way either because, you know, Wibber and yeah. I have been rugged countless times. Don't lose money. We've been <laughs> Don't scammed. do what we did. Yeah. <laughs> don't lose money. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. So, yeah, Mark, did you want to take it? Uh, Me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you go first? Obviously. Yeah. I think... Uh, be very careful with who you follow. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people just want someone, they're just inherently lazy. I was too, to be honest with you. When I first got involved, I just would follow someone for signals or follow whoever, you know what I mean? And it's often the people who show off and flash, you know, the Lamborghinis and the Rolexes. I think that culture's mostly uh-huh. faded away now, which yeah. is good. But now you've got the expensive PFPs and you just think, oh, this person owns an ape, so I'm going to follow everything that they do. Uh, I think just ultimately take a balanced approach when it comes to social media. Uh, probably the best place to start would be um, even a lot of apps have just in- implemented, uh, you know, lessons. So Coinbase, mm. it's got like an earn thing as well and it teaches you about Bitcoin and blockchain, all, the, all those things. I think definitely come to meetups, uh, especially as 
It's one called the Australian DeFi Association. They I've run heard of them. Yeah, they're pretty oh, cool guys. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah. So those guys are pretty I mean, cool. They meet up every now and then, right? My yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My advice would be come along to those people because online, you know, maybe you and tweet guys, out when you go to these events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go say hello, right? Yeah, be everyone friendly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Just go up and say hello. Put yourself out there. Don't worry. We we all started out like that. I remember the first event I went to. Mm. Uh, I, obviously, John, you're probably the same. Mark, you're the same. I went with my friend Shaheen, and we just made a point of going up and saying hello to everyone. Yeah, and that was it. And you know, you got to do. Eight months yeah. later, we're here doing podcasts and interviewing everyone, and it's it's sick. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, who specifically? I mean, everyone knows. Sure. So Rao Paul, right? Everyone yeah. knows that was that was a big thing for me. Like yeah, the Rao Paul um, yeah. thing was like the because he's from Tradfi, he's Goldman yeah. Sachs, right? And like mm. listening to his podcast with Robert Breedlove, where he talks about the philosophy of Bitcoin and getting into it, that was a key but, aha yeah. moment. Do you know what well, I feel like yeah. is when I watch his videos, do you know how many times I'll watch and then pause and then go look up oh my gosh, and the then time. play and, and then 30 seconds like pause. Mm. But you need two computers for this sort of stuff. You right? need two brains, man. <laughs> you need two brains. <laughs> you need yeah. a whole other body. You have it's to pause just, and go back and go. Yeah. But, you know, to getting started kind of things, as, as John mentioned, like whether you're – and different people learn differently, right? Mm-hmm. So some people like to read, great, or you like to listen and podcast while you're at the gym or walking or you want to watch. Or right? Twitter spaces. Or, or Twitter spaces. Where you can spaces interact and ask questions. Really yeah. yeah, you're right I definitely that. recommend, um, obviously, you know, DJ and Aussie Apes podcast is a great yeah. place to start, but Bankless as well. Absolutely. They've been OG since, what is it, 2019? Like imagine starting a crypto podcast in the smack bang middle of crypto winter. But you can hear, like they had the CEO of Binance on there last week or the week before. So you can get alpha and insights and, you know, he doesn't give financial advice, but it's just a great place to get started and learn more. And they've got a community, they've got a Twitter where they share news updates and newsletter. There are people who have been doing it for a while. So go with someone with a proven track record. That would be my, my piece of advice. On Bankless as well, you know, some of the aha moments I got, like Rao Powell was an aha moment, like every now and then you get these, but Bankless was great because it was only recently, um, that I found out that last year they did this podcast with a researcher, like a historian or whatever. And he was talking about the comparisons between Bitcoin and how this is like the Renaissance. So Bitcoin and crypto is a modern Renaissance. Why is it Mm. relative? Because back then the Renaissance was fueled by a, the printing press, Gutenberg inventing the printing press. And now communication could be far wider than waiting for people to write. You had this machine where you could print books and stuff like that. It was far easier mass communication They also had the ledger, the invention of double-entry bookkeeping. And what happened was the Medici family then pioneered the – they didn't invent it, they pioneered its usage and they were able to fund a lot of trips overseas and the mercantile age that led to industrialization and, you know, the expansion of the globe is what happened after those things. He's saying it's a parallel. Yeah, Yeah. ledger. Look at at ledger. It's it's built on ledgers again and it's built on communication and being far more open. It's a modern renaissance. And what they said recently, because it was July the 4th there, where they had the American, uh, you know, the Independence Day, they had him on another episode where he's like, well, what happened after that, you know, renaissance is that people went west to the US, right? They, not everyone, but like, you know, the people Mm. that migrated over there. They were the builders. They were the ones that was told by, you know, the in, in England, you're not going to make it. And other countries, you're not going to make it. It was a big, they called it the Great American Experiment. What does that sound like? That sounds like what's coming <laughs> on right down. now. Yeah. And it worked out, right, in, in some ways. And obviously, they got the kinks to work out or whatever. But, like, that's kind of where, we're, where we are right and, now. So it's And amazing. then being you predominantly DeFi-based, mm-hmm. if I or the average listener wanted to go out, where do we go to learn more, to get more yep. of an understanding? What would be your picks? Uh, as I said, like we, if 
depending on if you want to read, listen, or watch, we do have a getting started guide at defi.org.au. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been finished yet. There's supposed to be many parts to it, but we've been writing and building building other things but at least that first well, now document you said it on the podcast you i have i have yeah. so if you go to our blog on um on the website you will see the first article that's there is getting started part one that's where i would send people and we need to update it but yeah that and also joining the discord and just getting lost in the discord a little bit if you've got the time you know shout so, out one more time name of the discord for the listeners uh, australian DeFi association but it is easier if you go to defi.org.au there's a big blue button on the home page that goes join the discord if you don't know what that is it's like slack but it's crazier given that we've been going through what we're going through at the moment we've asked yeah. a lot of our listeners recently uh what they do during bear market and right. how they cope with mental health mental health during the whole run-up and the bull wow. but particularly now with bear a lot of people are getting wrecked we don't like to see it we want to keep yeah. people in the space obviously yeah so what are your tips um, what do you do find a friend find a group of friends that you can talk to about like a special this friend especially it, it could be a special <laughs> friend and we you know I, i'm all for it right um i'm single you know yeah. so like you know uh people, there is a couch in the studio by oh the way. my goodness that's, that's a different kind of show but um i think people just need to find others to talk to don't internalize and just get stuck in your own head because you are your own worst enemy the person that's going to be your harshest critic is yourself do not doubt you know the stuff that you are doing Talk to someone, like talk to us, tell us about your idea. Maybe it is a good idea that it's going to have legs. I see the world as in this space as having three types of projects that are out there. The ones that are built on Ponzi-nomics, the ones that are those kind of memes that will find value later on and that's great, or the ones that are built on utility. We will help you find out whether your thing has legs or not, right, if you're building or if you're an investor, just come talk to people, talk to other, your friends. That doesn't have to be us, but just come to some of these events or just watch online, just talk. So there you have it, guys. Um, definitely insane, insane. Thanks for coming on, Mark. Um, yeah. One last time for our yep. listener, your Twitter handle, everywhere you want people to go. It's Capt DeFi, C-A-P-T DeFi. Yep. So Captain DeFi is like the, the corny-ass uh, <laughs> Web3 name. But I'm fully doc, so you know yep. people can see me on LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm happy to be out We there. took lots of photos today. Oh, good. So it's okay. glad, yeah, good you told us now. Um, and we had John on. Thanks again for coming on, John. Thanks, John. Anytime. As always. Uh, so there you have it, guys. Hope you absolutely love this podcast check them out doing some crazy things in the spaces DeFi, it's gonna be amazing definitely jump on have a look follow them on twitter you got lots of alpha on this one as always stay safe out there in crypto land guys and girls you've been listening to the dgen aussie apes wuba shaheen and luca p